0: Making his Daily Ticket debut, ladies and gentlemen. You've probably been reading him over at phillyamster.com. You better have, actually. And uh, you're seeing him on our timeline at Fox PHL Gambler as well. It's Tim O'Keefe, and you could find him at T. O'Keefe, that's K-E-E-F-E, 1992. And now he's joining us right now. Daily Ticket debut, Timmy. Why the 1992? Is That wasn't the year you were born.
1: Sean, you you are a very intuitive gentleman. Uh, yeah, that is actually a hundred percent correct. You got that one right. I, did, what? I was trying to keep that a secret. I was trying to keep that a secret from the people. I've actually had like a little code game going on, and I think you just spoiled it for a bunch of people. But uh, you, sir, are the winner. Yes, I am. Uh, born nineteen ninety
0: two. How old are going, you, Tim? Sir?
1: I am uh I am twenty eight years old. Oh
0: sorry. well I'm bad at math. Never mind. I was <laughs> I thought you were a hell of a lot younger than that. I'm like, why can I do math right now? Okay. Ninety two. Look at you, nineties baby. All right.
1: <laughs> oh, Sean and I can't thank you enough, man. I'm excited to be here. It's been fun writing the Philly Influencer for a while and obviously yes. like you just said, making the Daily ticket debut. I've been looking forward to this and I'm excited to talk to you, sir. Great.
0: Oh man, come on. You're too kind. Well, I'm excited too because obviously you and I linked up a couple months ago and you've been really busting on the scenes for all of us behind the scenes. And, and obviously now just starting to do things to get your, uh, you know, your name out there and you're doing a fantastic job with a bunch of great write ups. And, uh, I, I'm honestly like to me, it's one thing when you hear somebody pop on the radio, it's another when you could sit can th- sit there, and I do this every day. I'll go to websites, uh, you know, left and right, you know, DraftKings. I read Julian Edlow every day. I try to. Um, I'm seeing who's saying what. I, I don't know. Like, it when it's in front of me and I could read it, it just hits a little bit different. And I, I just got to tell you, from the Philly Amateur perspective, you're doing a bang-up job, man. So let's keep it going. And uh, tonight, well, the 76ers are back. But here's the deal, though, Tim. You're going to hit on some NBA trends and, and obviously catch us up on maybe some things we might have missed from the first. First half, um, So let's go ahead and start with that. I'd like to get into some things as you were digging to, uh, to get ready for your hit here. Digging a little bit on the first half and some things that you possibly could take into the second half to make us a better better. So with that, I know that you and I were talking previous to the hit and you said, you know what, I got a few teams that absolutely ripped it up in the first half and there's no way they could keep it going in the second half. Love to hear these two teams.
1: Sure, Sean. So you got that exactly right. So I think everyone, if you follow the NBA at all, you know the Utah Jazz won an incredible hot streak during that first half. And hopefully a lot of our listeners got on there and got some of those wins because I know I did and it was like easy. It felt like easy money each night. And then the other team I'm looking at with it are the Phoenix Suns. Both those teams are respectively 25 and 11 and then 24 and 11. Both of that comes to about a 69% win percentage when you round it. Now, I look back over the last five years. The, only, the highest win percentage against the spread, although those records are against the spread, to be clear, okay. the highest against the spread win percentage was 62%, and that was the Boston Celtics in seventeen eighteen. <laughs> now, with both these teams coming in at 69% right now, unless we believe that there's going to be some miracle season where these guys can keep it up, I don't believe that. We're going to see some regression come back here. They're going to come back down to earth. The sports books are going to pick it up, realize that these teams are better teams than they expected. It doesn't mean that they're going to start losing games, Mm -hmm. but the the spreads are going to get higher, and they're not going to be able to cover as much. I'm expecting to see a decent amount of regression for the Jazz and Suns as we get into that second half of the season. It doesn't mean they can't finish above 60%. Usually, looking back at the last five years, there's one team that generally finishes above 60%, and, that look, that's obviously a great season. If I told you I had a 60% winner, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I don't see both these teams being able to keep up this high rate.
0: Interesting. Okay, well, great breakdowns across the board on that. And it's surprising to hear that the Celtics had the highest as far as that's concerned back in 2017 and 18. But uh, to your point, we do have the Phoenix Suns in action again now. Tim's not saying they're going to lose tonight and they're not going to lose 10 straight, but just something to pay attention to as far as the ATS is concerned. And the Phoenix Suns on the road at the Trailblazers minus four and a half. Wouldn't that be something if they don't get the job done tonight? That's actually a tough spot coming out of the All-Star break. So that's interesting. Okay. So two teams that we need to watch for to possibly take a step back in the second half. Law of averages kicking in. I like the Suns and the Jazz are really interesting to me because I see everybody making the, 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 the idea are putting it out there that already speaking it into existence that the Jazz are going to uh, uh, just lose in the first round, whatever it is, choke. Bottom line is they're not going to have a successful playoff run, and I don't know if I'm buying that, Tim. I like the brand of basketball they're, that they're playing. I understand live by the three, die by the three, but there's something different about that Utah Jazz team for me, but something to keep in mind just as far as the numbers are concerned. Great numbers, great piece of information there. On the flip side of that, Tim, if we could now you said you had one bad team that you think might bounce back in the second half who's that
1: sure sean so i don't know in the past 12 months if there's been a more miserable sports city than houston i just don't i mean obviously all the sean watson stuff's going on the astro scandal is a little bit past that point but it's still that was right there james harden obviously has forced his way out and it just seems like it's a sad city and their betting record has sadly shown that with the Rockets. The Rockets are right now 11-23 and 23 against the spread in the, for the first half. That's a 32% win rate. Doing the exact reverse exercise that we just did on good teams, the only teams that have come below a 40% win rate in the past five years, the T-Wolves did it last year at 37%. Now, granted, that was a shortened season, so mm-hmm. I don't know if I fully buy that they would have stayed that low. Um, so that impacts it. And then after that, and this team I actually found really interesting, was it, but... The 2017 and 18 Cavs are the only team that came in below 40% at 39.5 in the past five years, and that team actually made the finals, uh, so I found that very interesting. But the Rockets aren't going to—I I don't think they're going to stay at this 32% win rate. Are they going to be a great team? No, by any, not by any stretch. I think they're going to end up trading Victor Oladipo, and that's going to make them overall worse. But they're against the spread. They're going to keep getting higher points going into each match, and I expect that win rate to creep up. Doesn't mean that they're going to be shooting like 60% to offset it by any stretch, but I expect they're going to come up closer to that 40% benchmark and who knows, maybe even a little higher.
0: Rockets 11 and 23 as we speak right now at the All-Star break. They are also in action this evening. Sacramento Kings four and a half. I understand we'll be coming back to that game. Uh, Rockets catching four and a half. I would expect them to catch a couple more points. Now that's intriguing as well. Uh, just as far as what you're doing is they're going into the history books and taking a peek. And, uh, as you said last year, can't really put too much stock into that of what we saw. It was a crazy season. Uh, but the Houston Rockets, you know what? I could see those point spreads raising and getting higher and higher every single game, especially if they do lose Oladipo coming up here at the trade deadline. Uh, I like where your mind's at on that one. So the Suns We got the Jazz and we got the Rockets. A little law of averages here. I like that as far as uh, teams that will be uh, rising and falling in the second half. ATS. Tim O'Keefe joining us right now on the Doctor Glatter Grow Your Hairline Daily Ticket Debut and already bringing it. Be sure to follow him at T O'Keefe nineteen ninety two. Real easy to find on socials. And of course, we just tweeted out on our on our social page at Fox PHL Gambler. So you can go ahead and get the line up there. And Tim is obviously listening. Keeping it a moving, Tim. On the flip side of ATS, of course, that's the sides. Now we'll talk about some totals. You said you had a few teams that were absolutely crushing it when it came to scoring a ton of points, therefore going on the over in the first half. But you feel like could take a step back coming in the second half. Which teams are we talking about?
1: Sure, Sean. So we got three teams here that have just been scoring incredible rates at games, and that's the books are going to catch up. It doesn't mean they're going to slow down their scoring. It means the totals are going to probably end up going higher. First off in third place, we got the Nets shooting at 68% on the over 25 and 12. Second, the Kings at 69% at 25 and 11. And at this, I couldn't believe that I saw this, but at 72%, we have a 26 and 10 for the over on the season, the new Orleans Pelicans. And I know those teams, those teams always do seem to go over. And you know what? It's because they have in the first half, like those are incredibly high rates. Now, what I'd say is, similarly, we look back at the law of averages over the last five years. The highest over total in the past five years was both two teams in 2016 and 17 both got it. That was the Wizards and Nuggets, and they came in at 62%. These teams are going to come down. No team is going to shoot in the 70s on the over, so the Pelicans are definitely going to come down. And I still see the same thing for the Kings and Nets also. I think they're all going to come down towards that 60% benchmark and that's what, that's one to keep an eye on going forward for the rest of the season.
0: No doubt about that. 230.5 for the Sacramento Kings. Decent number, not the highest, especially on today's board. And and as you pointed out, the Pelicans are playing the Timberwolves, 238. And normally, I'll come back to the Pelicans and give you a thought on that one. Normally, they are one of the highest on the board. And then, obviously, the Brooklyn Nets, all the offense that they possess, 233 this evening going up against the Boston Celtics at home. Pelicans are interesting to that Because I will tell you, watching them play, there's two things that stand out. Number one, it's not their shooting. It's the fact that nobody could stop Zion from getting to the rim. He gets what he wants wherever he is. Number two, they don't play a lick of defense. So therefore, that's why those numbers are through the roof. I guess you could say to the Kings, of course, they're such a bad team that they don't play defense as well. And the Nets kind of fall into that category as well, Tim.
1: I 100% agree, Sean. It's all those teams are struggling defensively, and that's where these point totals are coming to, I'm ex- just expecting the, the totals of the books to catch up, and that way, while they're still going to be lining up a ton of points, the number's going to get higher, and that average is going to come back down, and the unders are going to hit a little more. Right. doesn't mean that the teams are really going to be able to adjust or change anything that they're doing certainly we could see that. Maybe there's a little extra focus in the second half by these teams as we get toward the playoff race. But I'm not expecting anything to really drastically change. I expect the books to catch up.
0: Stats McGee over here. I'm loving it, Tim. Bringing it man. This is great stuff. Alright, and, and obviously, like you said, or like I said to start, this is only going to make us better betters. There's something to keep our eyes on. These teams, I was reading something earlier today. I put it out on my personal social, at Sean underscore Brace, where it's basically 40 games and 67 nights. Uh, so that's yep. something you better be paying attention to out there if you're going to be wagering on the NBA. All these back-to-backs, the 76ers have nine of them coming up here in the second half. All right, Tim O'Keefe, once again, you be, be sure to find him at T O'Keefe K-E-E-F-E, 1992 on Twitter. All right, Tim. Um, Post-All-Star break, here we are. This is the window. Uh, Of course, we had first night back, two games last night, 11 games this evening. You were able to come up with a number or two that makes you want to go ahead and maybe fire a little extra inside this window of the 48 hours after the All-Star break or the first two days of action. So obviously we had the first day yesterday, put that to the side. Now what can you tell us about today that you've learned in your research? Sure, Sean.
1: So like you said, we have this two-day, 48-hour window right after the All-Star break. And now the stat that I found was interesting. Since 2005, in the first two days after the All-Star break, so today is the end of that window, if two teams are below five hundred matching up, the over is 55-27, and 27, which comes to a 67% hit rate. Now, the theory that I, was re- I saw behind this and that we kind of came up with is that these teams that are below five hundred, you know, they're coming off the All-Star break. You might be a little sluggish getting back into it, so the defense effort might not exactly be there. And now we're seeing that these below 500 teams just, you know, we're going to put up some early points, try to get back into it, but the defense really doesn't show up. And there's four games that meet that criteria tonight. It's Timberwolves, Pelicans, Pistons, Hornets, Hawks, Raptors, and Rockets, Kings. Now, obviously stats sadly never always align. I know we just talked about how some of those teams have to start hitting some unders, but Hey, what can I tell you? The stats are what the stats are. This time for this specific window, those four games, I like to hit the over tonight. And honestly, for, I know we have a lot of long-shot parlay plays on the gambler. I, might, I think myself, I might throw a couple, couple coins on just a little parlay on all four of those overs and see if this stack can really keep it going. Mm-hmm. So it's been since 2005, and we're seeing a lot of success with it.
0: Love that. Could we run it back one more time? Those four games are which ones again?
1: Sure. Timberwolves, Pelicans, yep, Pistons, Hornets, yep. Hawks, Raptors.
0: Rockets, Kings. Hawks, Raptors, Raptors, King. Or uh, Hawks, Raptors, and then the Rockets and Kings. That's right. Excellent. Yep. All right, so we're looking for some points in all four of those games. Fantastic breakdown. Tim O'Keefe making his daily ticket debut and bringing it in a big way here. I'm loving this. I know Kenny McAndrews, kill is coming up at 530. Uh Obviously, he, he's seeing dollar signs right now listening to you. So this is great stuff, Tim. All right, let's go ahead and take a peek. Those are some totals that you like in tonight's game. As, er, on tonight's card. Now, as you were looking at this evening's card on DraftKings Sportsbook, 11 games in total. Once again, 76ers and Bulls at 810. No Joel Embiid, no Ben Simmons looking at a three and a half point spread in favor of the Chicago Bulls. 228 is your total there. I will stay away from that game. For you though, Tim O'Keefe, let's talk about some games that you have come across tonight that you like. And, uh, hey, wide open. The floor is yours. Where are we starting?
1: Sure, you know well, let's, uh, let's go to the land of cheese and beer and we're gonna to go to Milwaukee where we got the Knicks and Bucks coming together. Bucks are currently coming into this one as heavy favorites, eleven point line. And I'll mention generally my rule of thumb is if I see a high line like that, I instantly want to look towards the underdog because look, both of the, in all these situations they're professional teams when we're talking NBA, and eleven points is a lot to lay in this league. But I did a little more digging into the Bucks, and there's a reason they end up being this big a favorite. So this season, as double digit favorites overall, the bucks are 11 and four. so that's almost a seventy five percent hit rate if they had one more win. But now adding to that just one more level, when they're double digit favorites at home, they are eight and one against the spread. So the bucks they are I know there's questions about how deep they can really go into the playoffs and they sadly, similarly to the sixers, they haven't really made it that far and taken that next leap. But they take care of business in the regular season. When they are supposed to beat up on a team that's inferior, they generally do it. And that's what I'm eyeing up tonight. I am ready to lay the 11 points with the Bucs. And I know the Knicks Knicks are a much better Knicks team than they've been in the past. I still just think the Bucs, this is what they do. The stats say when the Bucs are big favorites like this, Vegas knows it. Let's do it go with the bucks, lay the points.
0: Yeah, and you know, the Knicks are a great first half team as of late. As you said, they pointed it around, or turned it around, playing much better defense, but uh you you have to feel like the Milwaukee Bucks will be coming out of the All-Star break energized and and could handle the Knicks. Now, as you pointed out, double digit spread, it seems like it's coming down, so that might be something people want to hang on to just until tip at 8:10 p.m. if you're going to play the Bucks, maybe that number might come north or south a little bit more, uh but it did open at 11, we're looking at At 10.5 right now, we shall see. All right, next game on your list is what, Tim?
1: Sure. Well, let's go to the national game that everyone can get their eyes on on TNT with Celtics and Nets. So right now, the line's been shifting against the Nets, where it's opened up at 3.5 and and it's been moving down. I saw it last at 2.5, and and I think it was getting close to going to 2. The Celtics, they did start to turn it up towards a little bit towards the end of the first half in terms of actually just winning games. I believe they won their last four going into the All-Star break. They were still cold at the books, though. They've are still five the, they lost five of their last seven at the books. Meanwhile, and this is probably bad news for our Sixers, the Nets have been one of the hottest teams. I think a lot of people know that. Mm-hmm. The Nets have won nine of ten against the spread. A uh, couple injury updates are not, no longer injured updates coming into this one. Marcus Smart is coming back for Boston. He's, he was out for a long time before the break. He's back healthy. He will be suiting up tonight. And Kevin Durant is still out. I do think Marcus Smart is important for the Celtics. I know they have the two other all-stars in Tatum and Brown. Marcus Smart, and honestly, he's a frustrating player to me to watch because I don't like it when the Six play against them. <laughs> he seems to all of a sudden, remember how to shoot the ball. Um, I have nightmare flashbacks to when we were playing the Celtics in the playoffs and Rondo all of a sudden decided that he was uh, Steph Curry. Yep. Um, but I have similar fears about that with Marcus Smart. I think he's a big leader for their team and obviously a great defensive player. So now that I've talked him up a ton, let me tell you why I think the Nets are actually still the play
0: here. Ooh, okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, going the other So I know Durant's still out, and everyone I think is up on Boston because of that Marcus Smart reason. This nine out of ten Nets streak that's been done without Durant mainly. I don't think he was I, honestly. I don't think he was in on it at all. Yeah. He might have been at the very beginning, but these guys—it's really been Kyrie and Harden, and they've been figuring it out. It's scary for the Sixers, but the Nets are the better team here. I expect Boston to have a better second half than they did the first half. I think they end up as like the four seed and kind of establish themselves above the rest of it. The Nets are a better team. I am taking the Nets at home. They're only minus two. You're not even given the standard minus three at home rule for even teams. Give me the Nets. I think they come out of the all-star break strong. And I'm Ryan
0: Brooklyn. Excellent. All right. I like the breakdown there. Of course, it's going to be a great game. Kevin Durant not ruled out just yet, I don't believe. I'll have to check that out. Uh, they're saying he possibly nope. could come back. We don't know just yet. That's a game-time decision. But definitely something to keep our eyes on. And I'll tell you what. Kevin Durant comes back. That number's only going to go the other way. So for the people that want to back the Brooklyn Nets, you might as well do it now as they are two and a half. as uh, Tim pointed out, their two and a half point favorites. All right, next up on the board for Tim O'Keefe, what do you got?
1: All right, so next up we're going out west. We got Suns and Blazers. Suns currently listed, and I'm seeing at 4.5 points as they're heading into Portland. We kind of spoke about this earlier. I said that the Suns can't keep up this hot streak for the whole second half because they're, they're just due to regress overall. But importantly, Sean, you mentioned that doesn't mean I was saying that they're going to lose tonight, and that's actually the fact. I actually like the Suns still tonight. Earlier this season when these two teams matched up, the Suns beat the Blazers 132-100, to so very handily. I really like the way the Suns match up with the Blazers. you got Chris Paul, uh, and he can help limit uh, Damian Lillard. Mm -hmm. And Damian Lillard is obviously the key for uh, Portland. Everything runs through him. Chris Paul can help limit the impact that he has. Devin Booker is listed as questionable right now as a game-time decision. Their general manager seemed to make it think that he will likely play tonight. If you just look into his comments again, that's nothing official yet, but if you want to get in on this, similar to the way you just described the Durant situation, if Booker's officially ruled in that lines is going to keep going the other way. It actually opened up at three and a half. Phoenix was favored. It's up to now four and a half for the Suns. If Booker is officially named in, I expect that to go up probably maybe even another whole point. So I'd recommend getting in early on the Suns If you like that side. And I, Honestly, again, they beat them early in the season. I know that doesn't mean that it's going to exactly happen the same way, but Phoenix is a super hot team still. They're 8-2 and in their last 10 against the spread. I expect that to keep up. I'm going with the
0: Suns. Yahtzee, loving it. Tim will keep bringing it here. Three plays, but that's not it. we got one more. Let's go ahead. Let's finish strong. Your fourth Perfect. play on tonight's card. Which, wait, which game are you looking at, Tim?
1: Perfect, Sean. So there's only one way I could picture ending my daily ticket debut, and that is picking a game where if you take each team's last 13 games, so 26 combined, they are 3-23 and against the spread. So we are talking complete garbage, and we are going to Sacramento with the Rockets and the Kings. Rockets currently getting 4.5 heading into the matchup. And I'll tell you why I like the Rockets in this one. Victor Oladipo is back. He is not listed on the injury report. Obviously, we know the Victor Oladipo trade rumors. And, look, I'm hoping the Sixers might be able to make a play for him. I think there's – it's weird. I think there's going to be a potential block, and I don't think the Rockets want to give Daryl Morey any help to try to win a title. So that might make it tough for us. But I'm expecting this is Oladipo's audition period to try to get to a contender and see what they see to get him out of Houston. The Rockets are getting a 4.5. I expect them to have a better second half against the spread. So this is actually lining up with that first trend that we talked about. And, again, doesn't mean that I necessarily would have loved them tonight. I looked at this game individually. But I'm expecting the Rockets to wake up, show up, two teams that have been garbage, give me the team that's getting the four-and-a-half points. It might be a really... Good game in the sense that these teams might be pretty evenly matched. I'll take that underdog. I could see the Rockets winning it out, right? I think he has a coin flip. So, therefore, give me the four and a half points with the Rockets heading to Sacramento. All
0: right. Just to recap, we're going Rockets, Suns, Brooklyn Nets, and the Milwaukee Bucks. I love the sound of that, Tim. Honestly, look, all I ever say is we're not... We want to give you winners. We want to give you nothing but the the right side. But uh, logistically, it's not going to happen. All right? So we understand that. Our job is to give the best information, the nuggets that we come across in our research. Tim, you knocked it out of the park, my friend. Great breakdowns across the board on all things NBA. Tim O'Keefe. T O K E E F E 1992 is where you can find them on socials. Read them at PhillyOmpster.com. Fantastic job, Tim. Best of luck. Good luck on your plays tonight. And uh, we'll do it again next week, my friend. Great stuff, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you, Sean. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And looking forward to doing it a lot more
0: as the season progresses. My man. Tim O'Keefe. There he is. <laughs> Boom. Bringing it. In. Outstanding work by Tim there. All right. Great stuff.